Is not me singing. I can't sing like that. But Carissa might be able to. I mean, I could try, but I'm not going to do it right now. (laughs) This is the quest, and we are doing our pledge drive, our three day pledge drive here, fall pledge drive, and uh, just coming to you periodically to help ask you to help us continue this work. You know, you know, most of the time you're hearing the great programming from EWTN, Catholic Answers, Ave Maria Radio, uh, and that's what we want to bring back to you. But couple times a year we got to step away and ask you for your support of this work and i think uh, we're going to visit this hour a little bit um about about fundraising um but you know i would i would tell you that in my life um so when i I got into radio 14 years ago and a friend called me and said hey you should you should work for this catholic radio station and the position is a development director and i said oh that means asking for money right and he said yeah i said i don't think so i'm not doing that i don't like asking people for help and i'm not going to ask them for money but you know go i go back to uh saint paul in in first corinthians where he says uh, power is made perfect in weakness and um that for me uh, has been kind of the mantra of that power made perfect my weakness is i don't like to ask for help but when we do ask for help, the Lord steps up and he draws us together. And I've become convinced that probably the one thing that we do very poorly in the church is should do better is asking people for financial aid, for financial help. I think it is a, we are afraid to ask because we're afraid of what the answer is going to be. But... But Steve, you are looking at this all wrong. Yes. And as a development person, I think I'm sitting across from a development person I found out just a few minutes ago... Uh, I never think about it as asking for money. I always think about it as giving somebody else the opportunity to do what God is asking them to do. Exactly. And, uh, you know, we've all been given different gifts. And, um, but, but all of us have been given provision by God. And uh, places like the Quest in Atlanta uh, need your provision. They need your it needs your help. It needs your help to go and evangelize. And so we are giving you the opportunity right now, this hour, to do exactly what God is asking you to do, which is to support Catholic Radio in Atlanta. And we I am sitting across from June Isaf, Is, Isaf, sorry, Isaf. I said it, mm-hmm. Isaf. Uh, and she just told me that she has been in development for a long time, but she also told me that she's a dear friend of Carol Tearsmith. And uh, I think she's gonna start us off with a prayer and then we're gonna get to her story. Well, um, I just was gonna start off with, um, my, my very favorite prayer, of course, is the prayer of St. Francis. So I don't know if you'd like to read this again or not. I yeah, know uh, Georgette Samaritan read it earlier, but it's such a beautiful prayer. I think you can, you can. Let's do it again. You can repeat it multiple times, Amen. and um, I think the reason is it has many reasons for it being my favorite prayer. First of all, it's beautiful in and of itself. But I sang this as a child mm. in the Protestant choir I was in, mm. um, and I'm a convert, and so I've always felt like Saint Francis brought me into the Catholic Church because mm. we sang this prayer every single Sunday. Oh wow. As little children. I mean in the junior choir. Mm-hmm. So Are you um, gonna sing it now or are you gonna I, recite I, it now? I, I I'm not going to sing it because um <laughs> believe it or not, I love to sing, but I don't really think I have that gift. So but um let me just read it to you and I know that you'll be as touched as I am every time I read it. And I love to give this prayer out. I always have two or three of these prayer cards on me. I you know, when I send a letter or thank you to somebody, I stick one in there. I just love to to spread this prayer because I think it's like spreading peace and goodness. And, you know, St. Francis was such a lover of the poor, not just the poor in material things, but the poor in spirit, of which, you know, we all suffer from that. And, but so many in this culture, particularly, where we have so much, our poverty is so much poverty of spirit. Yeah. So. Um, Dear Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, 
to be loved as to love, for it isn't giving that we receive, it isn't pardoning that we are pardoned, and it isn't dying that we are born to eternal life. And I think what struck me as a child when I was singing that prayer was that it's in giving that we receive. Mm. I, I remember, you know, because as a child you're mm-hmm. sort of focused on yourself, and, and it's like it really made a big turning point in my life yeah. as a child. Um, and it's so true. Yeah. It's so true. Well, I think we could, we, we could even take it line for line. And one could yeah. meditate on this on this prayer line for line. Yes. Um, and so it's a beautiful prayer. For, so thank you for sharing that with us. Folks, this is the, the quest, and this is our pledge drive. Uh, we are uh, continuing to walk this journey of asking you to help us support this work and inviting you, inviting you, as Carissa said, to, to step up and be a part of the work that the Holy Spirit is placing before you. We'd like to thank Amy for calling in last hour um, from Kenneshaw and also Jen. Uh, calling in from Atlanta in last hour. This hour so far, we did receive a call from, or an online gift from Kathy in honor of Julie of June mm-hmm. um, and greater a greater prayer. A greater prayer is what there's, is the message there. <laughs> so anyways, from Alpharetta. Uh, so Kathy, thank you for that, for that gift. You can join this work by calling 470-508-1160, 470-508-1160, or by giving online thequestatlanta.com. Uh, and I would like to continue the conversation a little bit more about, um, you know, this, this need for us to mm-hmm. give, Yeah. you know, this, the, uh, and even, you know, I, I'm, I love doing the office of reading. So if, if, if you've ever thought of praying a, a nice, nice prayers that are historic prayers in the church, download iBrievery. Yeah. The iBrievery is an amazing app. tool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I do the office of readings in the morning prayer um, every morning. And I'm just blown away by some of the recent readings, you know, talking about how really if we don't ask our brothers and sisters to give of their financial mm-hmm. resources, we are condemning them to hell. Mm. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that, that's not like really, that's not really a soft, <laughs> a soft, soft message. It's, no. it's not soft message because, because if we look at what we value the most right. in life, we are called to give as gift. Yeah. And if we look at the world today, what do we value most in life? And that's our material possessions very often. Yeah. And so if we're not, if we're not inviting others to give of that material possession, we are not inviting them into a relationship. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I think the Lord is so gentle. He, he brings us along. I can remember, um, well, my husband is my hero. He is the most generous man alive and so spontaneous. Um, he, he would give you the shirt off his back. Mm-hmm. And he really, I mean, I never thought of myself as not generous until I met Fred and saw how generous he was. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he, he really inspired me. So, We'd be at a certain situation, and um, I'd you know be much more pragmatic about it. But we have this much; we have you know we should we could give. And he'd go, "We need to give more than that. Look what these people have given to us. You know, different programs." So mm. he he really f- helped free me up to like you know what, uh, let's give, and then the Lord's going to take care of That's right. the rest. And honestly, the more once we started giving. Um, and the more we gave, it's like, whoa, the more we started to receive. Mm-hmm. We weren't expecting that, but it, it has been an amazing journey. And um, I remember early on when I was asked, um, I worked at Pinecrest Academy, and I was initially the school nurse because oh, wow. I'm a nurse by, by trade. And um, then Arlene Gannon asked me if I would help raise money for the school. My first thought was, just like yours, mm-hmm. <laughs> whoa, I don't want to ask people for money. Um, and I, I let, and I told her this, I said, why don't you let me clean the bathrooms? I know how to do that much better than I'm going to know how to, how to raise money. But it, it really took me about two weeks because first of all, I knew the school needed it. And honestly, I could see what the Lord was doing in people's lives. I mean, families were being so transformed. Um, the children would go home and pray with their parents yeah. and the parents would start praying. And then before you knew it, parents were coming in to get baptized and it was just amazing what i saw i love catholic education yeah i love what it does for people's hearts and so i realized very quickly really uh, within a couple weeks i wasn't asking for money and i've never felt like i have asked for money i'm asking 
for those things which God wants to give people yeah. for them and for others. And, I mean, to this day, you know, like I love raising money for priests. I, I think our priests suffer so much. They they really sacrifice so much for us. So anytime if somebody says, you know, we need money for this or that, I'm like all over it. I'm happy to do it. Or, or a great cause, like the quest. I mean, because we're touching the hearts of people. And the more people... Um, unleash and give uh, the happier and, and the more they're they're going to be able to hear god's voice inside them that's what i've experienced mm-hmm. and so i always felt like when i asked somebody to give really i was giving them an opportunity to grow that's closer right. to god that's right because of the causes i was asking yeah. them to give for um and there are many 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 great causes out there yeah at st Catharines, we um follow a model of stewardship that i fell in love with a few years ago called stewardship is a way of life and it's um comprehensive it's um it it is intended to really um identify uh, teach and identify each of us as children of god first that we are children of god and if we are children of god we are heirs to the kingdom which means we have everything that we need already and um and that is this, that is a gift from god and 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 so we give back in gratitude and love um, from our first fruits. And I think you were talking about that earlier, Steve, giving back from your first fruits. And it's really important that we do that. And it's biblical that we do that. And, and, and we know that, again, asking for money is probably not the most comfortable thing in the world to do, but it is, um, it is biblical. It is what God is asking us to do for a good reason. Humans need to do it. We, we are happiest. I mean, God, God gave us sort of the rules um, so that we would be happy, not because he needs us to follow the rules. And if he told us that we need to give 10% from the top, um, that's what we need to do to be the most fulfilled and to be to be true heirs of the kingdom. Um, and so I've, I've really enjoyed um, viewing giving through that lens um, because what then God can do with those first fruits, not the, the sloppy seconds or the last bit that we have at the end of the month, but the first fruits, what God can do with that is then he can go and make other people happy. He can use those gifts that he gave us to begin with. Um, we offer them back to him in sacrifice. We get to participate in the sacrifice ourselves as a gift that itself, the giving back is the gift. Um, and then, and then he'll go out and 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 save the world, you know, yeah. through our cooperation. Well, one of the charisms of the Holy Spirit is is generosity. Mm. And if you look that up, how that how that's worked out, um, the Lord wants to use us as, and not just use us, but fill us, so that we can be a gift to others. And so He gives us these gifts so that we can share them with others. But if He's giving us a gift and he sees that we're keeping it for ourselves. He, he basically sees that he can't use us as yeah. that conduit, as that gift to others. But if we say, well, Lord, all that you give to me, I'm going to give to someone else. And as you mentioned, June, that he just continues to give more. He's going to give you more. The more generous you are, the more he's going to give you because he knows you're going to allocate it where he wants it. And Mother Angelica's line was, you know what? God has lots of money. But it's in your pockets. It's in your pockets. Well, that's I agree. Uh, you know, I've always said God has all the money in the world. I mean, he, God doesn't yeah. need money. He needs our hearts. But we we give him our hearts. This is one expression. And um, one of my favorite heroes, um, I won't mention his name, but um, he told me one time, and I love this, he said, prayer, uh, money is another resource like prayer if used properly. Uh, and it is. It's it's a resource mm-hmm. given to us right. to to use properly. It is not our own. And um, and but so you know it, again. Um, he's just giving us the opportunity. He's to giving us the opportunity. Out. And but right. for me, really, like when there's a cause I'm working for, I I don't really ever ask for the money. I ask right. for the cause. Right. The support. And um, and then people will. You know, hopefully that I, I can give them the vision of the cause, uh, you know, the effects of the cause, and um, and then they hopefully are moved into their heart. You know, and, and I do pray for them. I mean, before I ask, I, I ask that the Lord inspire them because I don't know their situation. Yeah. You know, and not everybody can give monetarily, but they can they can pray for us or pray for the situation. And um, and so, you know, I don't judge whether they do it or not. It's just... I well, want to encourage them to give something, prayer, 
money, time. Whatever. The tithe is ourselves, right? So the tithe goes across the board. The tithe is a tithe of prayer. It can be a tithe. It needs to be, in fact, a tithe of prayer, a tithe of, of formation. It needs to be a tithe of, at, at St. Catherine's right now, we're in stewardship of vocation. And you have this great love for priests. You said, I share that love. My brother is a priest. And I have a lot of really close priest friends. Um, uh, and so we're we are we're praying to um, commit to a tithe of vocation to pray for vocation to the priesthood and religious life. And I recently heard um, someone say uh, it was a Catholic think tank guy from Washington said something along the lines of, you know, he really believes there's a correlation between um, uh, a decrease in vocations to poverty, chastity, and obedience. So what a contemplative would um, would vow to, and what's going on in the world today. And just the decline of the of the faith and just, you know, rampant secularism and everything else. And I thought, I never I never articulated that before, but I felt so strongly that that's true. Amen. I come back to St. Francis on that. That's just yeah. what was going on, right. you know, at the time of St. Francis. And yeah. God said, you know, Francis, rebuild my church. And of course, he first he thought it was a physical church. Yeah. But, but in order to do that, he had to detach. Right. You know, and like you were saying, when you have a... a increase of all these attachments right. um you know it's just to sort of correlates uh, you'll, you'll get a decrease in the spiritual right. formation of yeah. people and their generosity all the virtues in their hearts but whereas the more there's this detachment um and and oftentimes in order to detach god helps us through a lot of our suffering yeah. i mean for me uh, it's it's just how it's generally come believe it or not i mean <laughs> either sickness or you know uh, my husband had a kidney transplant, you know, some other wow. the big things, you know, uh, situations. And each time, and so I, each time there was a suffering, there was a, a detachment closer to God, but less from the world and realizing that, you know, I have two things when I die. Yeah. I'm going to have my faith and uh, the love of my family and, uh, you know, hopefully maybe some love of some friends too, but, um, but really that faith is number one. And so, um, but but I learned that through my own personal suffering. It didn't come just as an intellectual theological piece. That you know you can understand that intellectually, but until you experience right. God on some of these other levels, to me, that's when I really began to change. And, and don't you feel so sad for people who don't have um, that faith to take with them? And the Quest Atlanta is trying to bring that faith to so many people. Yes. That's what we're here to do today. We're, we're here to both help with detachment um, and and help with uh, evangelization. This amazing work that the Quest is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're really hoping that now, June, I, I didn't ask, what parish are you from? Um, St. Joseph Maronite Parish. Oh, but, great. Um, we also are part of St. Jude's, uh, okay. the Apostle. Uh, my husband is Lebanese. Uh-huh. Uh, and um, the... You know, I met him. I, I at first I thought he was Italian. And he says, I know I'm Lebanese. I said, "Oh, Danny Thomas." He said, "Yes." So anyway, that was my first introduction. That was my first Lebanese person I ever oh, knew. Wow. But he introduced me to this wonderful culture of people who are very devout, mm-hmm. um, food that's fantastic, mm-hmm. and um, and and the Maronite faith. Now, um, he. We always went to mostly went to Latin church, but we always supported the Maronite church when it was downtown. Um, then when it moved out to Sandy Springs, he said to me, he said, you know, and we talked to Father Joe Corbett, who mm-hmm. was a great friend. He said, you know, canonically, I'm supposed <laughs> to be over there, you know, daily. So so we do, we really, um, both priests know, we, we, we participate at both parishes, but really we are very focused with St. Joseph Maronite um, Church, and St. Charbel has become like a huge saint in our lives. I mean, he and he's becoming incredibly popular in the United States. I don't know if you all are familiar with him. He was a hermit. No, maybe we can hear about I'm that. Not, oh. Maybe maybe we should come yeah. back on the other side of the break and, and yeah. talk a little bit about that. That'd be great. If you Go ahead. I, I was going to just say, let's call out to the the people of St. Joseph Maronite Church and St. Jude and Sandy Springs and and call in to support June this hour. She is raising money here um, to 
to support the Quest Atlanta Catholic Radio and everything they're doing to evangelize the world so that all of our friends in heaven will be there and we will see them one day. So we would like for you to call 470-508-1160. You can call in and donate and pledge. We are looking for $3,000 this hour. And I'm not sure, where are we, Steve? Well, let me pull that up here. I can pull the sheet up. While right you're doing that, I'm here. also going to give you the uh, website again, thequestatlanta.com. You can donate right there. Or if you have the app on your phone, that's what I do. Um, you can click onto the app and click donate now. So it looks like we have, we received an anonymous gift um, here. That's, uh, and we also received another online gift. So we are at uh, one, or let's see, $1,200 uh, oh, great. this hour. There we go. It updated. Finally, it wasn't updating there. So we do need your call, 470-508-1160. And something that you mentioned, you know, talking about the mission, I want to give you a little da data here, folks. Uh, many years ago, well, not too many years ago, we did a study, a national study with Catholic Radio listeners. Um, and it was a, we paid for the study mm -hmm. <clears throat> to get the, the, this information. And here's what we found out with Catholic Radio listeners. And this is the mission of Catholic Radio. So 94% said they were more spiritually engaged and inspired of oh. Catholic Radio listeners. 83% reported they learned a great deal about their Catholic faith. 31% of Catholic Radio listeners have returned to the church because of Catholic wow. Radio programming. 47% report that they've increased their mass attendance because of Catholic oh, Radio. Praise God. 51% say they've become invo more involved in their parish. Oh, wow. 51% people have said they've become more involved in their parish because of Catholic Radio. And listen to this. 64% report that they've increased their charitable giving to their parish and their diocese because of Catholic Radio. There's nothing okay. the Catholic Radio isn't helping in our parishes. We raise all <laughs> ships in the That's harbor. Right. That That's is right. our goal. Our goal is to raise... If you ignite a fire in the Catholic community, guess what? The Catholic community will be on fire. And Amen. so we want you to be a part of this mission. We are here to light fires That's right. St. Catherine the of Siena. Yes. If, <laughs> Setting if, the world ablaze. Yes. Let's set the world ablaze. Give us a call. 470-508-1160 or give online at the Quest atlanta.com we do have to step away in a couple of seconds here for a break at the bottom of the hour but our phone lines will be open um and we will continue the conversation here with carissa signs uh june isoff and my name is steve splonskowski we will be right back just after this A lot of people listen to Catholic Radio and get great information to help build their faith and support their faith. But there are also people out there who haven't yet built a relationship with God, and Catholic Radio reaches them wherever they are. It evangelizes in a way like no other medium, and that's just one of the many reasons why Catholic Radio is so important. To donate, go to thequestatlanta.com. In the famous cleansing of the temple, Jesus overturned the money changers' tables and told them to stop making his father's house a den of thieves. You're a temple too, you know. God's word tells us, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? When I was first teaching my son about modesty, he saw a billboard of a half-clothed woman and said, that's gross, right, Dad? That's not gross, I said. That's too sacred to be thrown on a billboard. You see, God doesn't hate sin because we're gross, but because it isn't worthy of us. And that realization changes how we approach sin. It brings us from self-loathing to striving for fulfillment, from negative guilt that tears us down to positive repentance that builds us up. When you consider your failings, consider them in light of the sacredness that God sees in you. You're His temple, you know, and He's passionate about cleansing you because He loves you. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. The Quest presents Pro-Life Minutes. Many people in our society who are against abortion are willing to make exceptions for cases of rape or incest. When these same people are asked if criminals should be punished for their crimes, they quickly agree that they should. The Supreme Court ruled that neither rapists nor child molesters deserve the death penalty and that sentencing them to death would be cruel and unusual punishment. Why then are we sentencing innocent babies to death? Isn't that cruel and unusual punishment? 
Innocent children should not be punished for their father's crime. Rape, incest, and abortion are wrong for the same reasons. They're violent acts of aggression against another person. Women need protection from criminals, not their babies. A baby is not the worst thing which can happen to a rape or incest victim. An abortion is. Let's show the world that every life matters by speaking up for life at every opportunity. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. Here at The Quest, we often hear how our programs touch hearts and change lives. Now more than ever, people need to hear the truth and beauty of the Catholic faith. As a 100% listener-supported station, The Quest relies on monthly donations to stay on the air. Please consider making a monthly donation to The Quest and help us continue to provide inspiring Catholic programming. Monthly donors are the lifeblood of the station. Visit thequestatlanta.com to donate. Thank you for your support. Welcome back. This is Carissa Signs. I'm here with Steve and June, and we are so delighted to be with you this hour. Um, raising money for the Quest Atlanta, 1160 AM. We are hoping to reach our goal of $3,000 This the rest of this hour. Got a little bit of time left to do that, so please call in at 470-508-1160, or you can go online at thequestatlanta.com, or of course you can be on your app on the phone and click Donate Now. We've been talking to June, and June has a really interesting story. So your husband is Lebanese? He is. And um, so the Lebanese, most of them uh, are of the Maronite Rite. And I don't know if you know much about it. It's an Eastern Rite, uh, one of 23 rites in the church, loyal to the Pope. Mm -hmm. And um, we're, we're blessed to have a Maronite church right here in, in Sandy Springs. So, um, oh. I was going to tell you a little bit about one of their great saints, Saint Charbel. Oh, please. Uh, well, first of all, Maronite. Let me go back a second. Is the, the church took on its name from Saint Maron, who um, was a, a Lebanese saint, but um, a most po a very popular, more recent saint in the Maronite rite uh, is Saint Charbel, who's born like in 1820s, and um, and his father. Um, died when he was very young, maybe five years old. Um, he had been really almost, he had been inscripted into the, by the Ottoman Turks at the time. A lot of people were starving and anyway, his father just died in the, in the army, probably starvation and illness and everything. Anyway, he was always very spiritual and became a hermit and a monk. Um, and so many miracles have been ascribed to him. And, of course, he went through, you know, that process that the saints all seem to go through at some point. Um, great suffering. Uh, uh, even betrayal at some point, a little bit in the monastery I'd read about. Um, you know, but offering great sacrifice for the love of God. And, again, continual ability to detach from things of the world and attach to God. So when he died, um, apparently there was a glow around his grave for a, a period of time. I mean, a little glow at night. And more. Uh, in, and there was a lady, I, there were many miracles ascribed to him, but um, the one I'm most familiar with is a lady who had 12 children and was, you know, very impoverished. And she, um, but she was always praying and um 12 children and no washing machine. I remember that part, <laughs> being a mother. Anyway, she had a stroke, and, um, and one night she, she, she was not mobile, and one night she woke up and saw St. Charbel there, and he said, um, you're going to be okay. And the next morning, um, she was completely healed. There was blood on her sheets like, and a mark on her neck, like maybe a done surgery or something but anyway she was completely healed and she's still living to this day wow. and I, I've seen films of her and her story and it's well well documented her medical condition so um, but there are many many uh, other miracles and we're very fortunate in our family because my husband's uh, grandmother has a, a first-class relic oh wow which Fred is the oldest son so his father gave it to him but we share it with people you know at different times wow. when they're sick or whatever so 
Thank God for our friends in heaven. Yes. Uh, so he's been a great saint in our, not only in our family, but um, for the Maronites, in the commu- and definitely in the Maronite oh, wow. community. Amazing. I did. I had not heard of him before you walked in. Oh, so thank you for that. Well, that's why I had to give you a card. Today. Amen. <laughs> and go ahead, Steve. Oh, we'd like to thank our anonymous donor who uh, giving a shout out to June um, from Marietta, and then also an online giver. Vivian uh, from Cummings, a shout out also to June uh, for the, the great work that you're doing here, June. So thank you for, for the work that you're doing. Uh, and we were talking a little bit early, earlier about uh, St. Francis, and we kind of wanted to bring mm-hmm. it back to that just a little bit and talking about generosity, because mm-hmm. oftentimes we have the sense that, well, St. Francis, you know, he gave up everything um, for the church and he lived a life of poverty. And uh, that's kind of scary for people to think about. But we need to think about his time frame. We were talking a little bit. I'm reading a, a book uh, by G.K. Chesterton on St. Francis and another, and I can't remember the author of that one, kind of reading simultaneously. But talking about the historic times in that when St. Francis was coming in, there was a, this sense in the church, a heretical sense that all material goods were evil and we needed to separate ourselves from material things um, and even remove artwork and, and, and uh, statues from the churches. What people may not know is that St. Francis brought back the creche, the nativity scene. He is the one who brought that back into the church um, as, as a, a, uh, a good tool for celebration and also artwork back in the, he was yeah. a pusher of that. So you're thinking in one sense, he, 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 the world was thinking, okay, they kind of agreed with it. They thought he was one of their guys. He's the guy who agrees that materialism is bad, yeah. but he's saying, no, Actually, all for God's glory. All for God's yeah. glory. So the material things that we have are a gift. Yeah, they're not evil. And sometimes today we can. There is the kind of this minimalist, uh, modern minimalism going on, for it's no so other sad reason. To me, though, just for to preserve quote Mother Nature. Right. Sorry, there's a deeper thing to this. You yeah, know, actually, sure. my kids ask this question. So, Dad, if if we got rid of all human beings, would the world be a better place? So huh. they, <laughs> it's like there would be no point. There'd be no point to it whatsoever. <laughs> so, I think there's an importance of understanding. Right, um, right. It was my understanding that he actually introduced the whole uh, crush to the yeah. church. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know, uh, you know, as I was growing spiritually, and you know, we'd buy a, a new house. I remember when I started um, saying to the Lord, you know, let us use this one for you. If we don't use it for you, then, What's you know, the point? take it away from yeah. us. Um, and so, you know, as I, as I grew, I learned to ask things like that and, and, and to make sure we were trying to use the home for, to serve God, you know, just with our family and things like that. So, um, yeah, you find that even the, um, even the little things point to God in those instances. But going back to St. Francis and art, I mean, I'm an artist, so that appeals particularly to me. Um, I I used to teach music in um, school for a very short period of time. I am not intended to be a classroom teacher. That is not my gift. But for a little while, I got to teach. And one of the things I would tell the kids is that, in my opinion, God gets to show us um, a little bit what it's like to be a creator through art. Artists a beautiful art um, is comes kind of from nothing. It comes from inspiration and it comes from, you know, the materials, but really it comes from nothing. And amazing things are formed with that. And when in the, in the church, I mean, as a church musician, I feel this keenly, but when music is beautiful in the liturgy, when the liturgy is beautiful, when the churches that we're in are beautiful and, and ornate and they are, they catch us up into heaven. So I'm so grateful for St. Francis kind of slapping those people in the face and saying, Hey, you, you, you need to use these things for the right reasons. And that's again, what we're asking people to do today on the quest. We're asking you to use your gifts, the many gifts that God has given all of us for the right reasons and help spread his word throughout Atlanta through the great work that quest is doing. Well, I think it's, it's important to note that there's nothing new under the sun, yeah. that same struggle. Yeah. I mean, post Vatican two, there was kind of the same yeah. struggle of let's get all the artwork out of the churches and make them look whitewashed walls. <gasps> is okay. that called iconoclasm? Is well, that, that was the heresy. Yeah, yep, iconoclasm. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it, but it's, we kind of, we, as human beings, we kind of do that same, we yeah. rotate back and make the same mistakes. The pendulum uh, swings. Yeah. We swing yep. back and forth. And so it's important to know our history. Yeah. It's important to know the church, the teachings of the church, and we, we here at the the quest in in con, uh, collaboration with EWTN mm-hmm. and Catholic Answers provide these amazing historical history lessons. I, I listen to Catholic Answers and and uh, uh, to Dr. David Anders on Call to Communion, and they're going, the history lesson that I just got 
was, I mean, I probably could go to school for three years and not, That's right. <laughs> not learn what I just learned in, in, <laughs> in the last minute. It's amazing what we have available to us here with The Quest and with Catholic Radio. So help us continue this work. Join Charlene, who called in from Peachtree Corners um, in honor of June and Ginger. Um, also, uh, Ruby, who called in from Atlanta, and Krista, she called in, and they're helping us with this work, 470-508-1160, 470-508-1160, or online, thequestatlanta.com. Uh, thanks, Steve. Um, one thing that just occurred to me just this second, so I, I apologize for my halted speech, one of the... Um, quotes that came to me a lot when we were raising money for a project at St. Catherine's was something Father Neil actually said in a homily one time, which was, uh, we are called to live courageously and love heroically. Have you found that to be the case when you raise money, June? Definitely. I mean, people ask me how I went from being a nurse to a development director. And I said, really, you know, it's the same thing. You're, you're, you're caring for people. Yeah, but you you and if it's not authentic, it doesn't work. Right. You're I mean, there's right something about, about uh, flattery that doesn't work. There's you know, it just doesn't work. It has to be authentic. So, um, you know, really, really caring for that person, and uh, again, on whatever level they choose to mm-hmm. give, when yeah. you've asked, you know, it, it's fine because really, again, just knowing full well what happened to my own soul, my own heart. Uh, the more I gave, I I just kind of want that for everybody. Yeah, um, and it frees you up. I I think it frees God up, and well, God's very free. But I mean, I think it frees you up so that God can use you yeah. more, um, and you're you're not so bound by things. Yeah, talking you know, about detachment mm-hmm, again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that keeps coming back. So He can detachment use you. suffering. Yeah. Well, and that's uh, you know, there's nothing sadder, and you get to, we get to. Hear we hear these stories of people who live their lives for themselves um, and amassing material goods mm-hmm. and then end up really, really lonely and sad in the end. Yeah. Um, and even in our world today, that's uh, oftentimes children are even seen as a difficulty. And so they're like, that's, you know, that takes away from my material goods. I can't have three cars and five houses if I have, have more than two children. It's like, uh, yeah. we, we need to like live courageously, love generously. Your, yeah. your Mother Teresa, yeah. when she yep. brought her nuns here she's to the United States, she said, the biggest problem in the United States is not poverty, it's loneliness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And loneliness comes from not being able, not really being in relationship with God. Right. I mean, exactly. Because when you're in relationship with God, uh, through the trials and the ups and the downs and everything, you have that relationship there. And with the saints, I mean, you have a whole family, a whole community with you. Uh, at all times. That's true. Well, it's hard to jump from no relationship with the Lord to a relationship with the Lord. And that's why I think we are here yeah. as brothers and sisters, and especially right. with the quest, to be that kind of bridge because mm-hmm. our relationship with one another can then bring us into a relationship with the Lord, provided we're living our lives in accord with the Lord, right? right. And so we can be that bridge, that right. relationship to others. And um, it's much more as St. Francis, here goes St. Francis again, yep. as he said, you know, Preach the gospel at all times. Use words if necessary. If necessary, right. that's right. Because it's really about the way we live. And so, you know, we pray, we, we spend time with God. That's that's our relationship. I mean, but but then it's like, okay, now you have to go out and live it. And um, and that's where you just pray that the, the, the grace is there that you can give it away that's right. to yeah. others. Yeah. Well, actually, we got a St. Uh, Francis Crucifix in the room here, yeah. as I'm looking up uh, the, the Crucifix gonna, of San Damiano. I don't want to talk about him today. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't know that. But uh, it's, a, it's just a great reminder, folks, that we are called to more. We are called to more. We are not called to comfort. We are called to greatness. And this is an invitation to you to be a part of that, that greatness that the Lord has in mind for you and for me and for all of us. So mm-hmm. continue to help us with this work, 470 470- Five zero eight one one six zero four seven zero five zero sorry four seven zero five zero eight one one six zero zero or give online at quest 
thequestatlanta.com. My mouth is going to sleep uh, because Dom <laughs> is eating a sandwich and it's like it's coveting his sandwich. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just messing up over here. But uh, folks, we do need your help this hour. We have raised about $1,275. We do have a $3,000 goal. And from this time now, for the last 15 minutes, I got word here that the next $2,000 is going to be matched. Wow. So if you call in for the next 15 minutes, we're going to have a dollar for dollar match. So $1 is $2 for the next 15 minutes if you call in. 470-508-1160 or give online thequestatlanta.com. You know, you threw out a statistic earlier about people who listen to the quest and um, and then engage in their parish. There was some there there was a pretty significant statistic there, and it, it struck me because um, we know just in development that if you engage in um, your community, you are much more likely to be um, to be to be a better member of of in every way across the board. You're going to be going to mass more. You're going to be giving more. You're going to be um, happier, more fulfilled. Your family and your children are more likely to stay Catholic. And um, I, we use in development a lot that 80-20 rule that um, 80% of the work is done by 20% of the people. And through COVID, we have found that um, that proved to be true for sure. Um, but I, uh, along with a lot of other people, I really felt strongly uh, on the front end that God was giving us an opportunity through COVID that um, that we were going to keep those twenty percent at the top. That they were they were our our brothers and sisters that are never going to leave. But that big swath in the middle um, that sometimes comes to church and sometimes doesn't come to church, sometimes engages, sometimes. Well, they um, they were going to be given the opportunity to join the twenty percent at the top and become better members of our our faith, so that then we we have a bigger army, so we can go out and evangelize some more. And I think that's what Quest is helping do um, in Atlanta. We're, they're helping to catechize and evangelize those top, you know, those next percentages. We need a Catholic worldview all over the place in order to really um, evangelize the way that God is asking us to do. And we cannot do that without the support of of everyone listening right now. This is the perfect opportunity to call in because your gift is doubled immediately. Um, and we're really, we are really begging for you to, to, to look into your hearts and think about, um, is that what God's asking you to do right now? I um, agree with you that the COVID situation um, is a time of persecution for religious people, yeah. really, in terms of being able to practice their faith with their community a lot of times. And, but it, it is in those times of trial that people get refined and defined. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think, I think these trials that we're going through because of the culture and all that are very purifying for all of us. Yeah. I mean, are you on board? Or are you not on board? You know, yeah. um, because it's it, there's no being wishy-washy anymore. There's no being lukewarm. It, it's very hard. Yeah. And, and and in some ways, that may be a grace of the counterculture yeah. that's giving to the church to help people yeah. step up. Well, I know. And let's look at historically going back to the history of the church. Um, when Catholicism was made legal by Constantine within 15 years, within 15 years, the Aaron heresy um, raised its ugly head and two-thirds mm -hmm. of the bishops of the world, two-thirds of the mm -hmm. bishops of the world agreed with the Aaron heresy, which right. said that Christ was not divine. And one of the notes is, when Catholics became comfortable, within 15 years, they lost their faith. Yeah. Within 15 years. The church, cultural Catholicism is the death knell of the church. Okay, we have to we have to be avid, work working radical, towards the faith, yeah. radical out there, alive, living the Catholic mm -hmm. faith. It's not comfort. We're not called to comfort. No. We're called to greatness, as Pope Benedict the Sixteenth said to us. So, if you're a comfortable Catholic, you got to get uncomfortable. You got to <laughs> give some stuff away. You got to step out and be a part of this work that the Lord is doing. Give us a call four seven zero five zero eight one one six zero four seven zero five zero eight one one six zero. Give online at thequestatlanta.com. I mean, that's the cross. There is yeah. no resurrection without the cross. So um, I remember when we used to do marriage encounter weekends, my husband and I, and at the end, they'd ask, of course, mm -hmm. for a donation, and they would always give the example of the pig and the chicken. You know, are you the chicken would give the eggs, and the pig would say, well, you know, the bacon's a lot more sacrificial. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, you know, when they ask you, are you giving sacrifice, you know, ask yeah. yourself, 
that's how you yeah, if it doesn't hurt is it worthwhile yeah and in a lot of ways especially with money i think um if if you're um you know god is calling us all to different things right so um if you if you can't afford to give um 10 percent, which is what what you know god sort of asks and not sort of directly asks in the bible if you can't afford because of a lot of different things um you know that's a discernment process but if it's easy if you don't find it if you don't find it somehow a little bit of a stretch for you then probably god is asking you to do a little bit more right. somewhere and when you think of it someone who is really uh, wealthy multi-million dollars 10 percent is not a sacrifice right uh, but well, for someone who's making a lot less yeah. i mean like you know under the poverty level forty thousand dollars or less 10 percent is a huge sacrifice right. yeah. Yeah. well and, and his in so god asks for the sacrifice right he does it does and and people might say and i hear this a lot well when i have enough money i'll become generous but all the studies have shown people who win the lottery right. do not become more generous right you, your generosity is a choice that you make whether you have one dollar or ten million dollars generosity is a choice you make and it's so you got to make your identity that, you got to make that choice yeah. now because well, it won't change when you have more money and i think it comes back to the saints one of the things i yeah. love about the saints first of all i love their humanness and their weakness because i can identify with yep. all that but i love that you know they repented and then the their trust the level of trust they had for god and that is such an example to me that all in yeah. You know, it, it just comes back. Now, do I believe do I believe that God's I can trust God if I give all this away, you know, or give this amount away, or, you know? And so sometimes I I used to work on an addiction unit with alcoholics and drug addicts as a nurse. And one of the things we would tell people is, you know, walk the walk till you can talk the talk. Yeah. Meaning, you know, sometimes you have to just leap out in faith and you just do it. Go out into the deep, and yeah, go that extra mile and give. I think it was. I I don't know. I, this is a quote that um, I hear a lot on a on a podcast I listen to. But I think it was Cardinal Dolan maybe that said, "We are not called to some crapshoot called life. We are called to an adventure in fidelity that beckons us to cast out into the deep. And sometimes that's what uh, giving is. Sometimes it's casting out into the deep. Yep, put out into the deep." Lower your nets for a catch. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what the, and, and Peter says, Lord, but we've been fishing all night. Mm-hmm. But at your word, we will put down. The, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just constantly we are called by Christ to put out into the deep, go where we're not. We don't think we can swim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he says, yeah, because I'm going to swim for you. Yeah. And for us to, for ourselves as well, to examine, you know, uh, where we are, like you said, but for us to pray for others to be generous. Yeah. I mean, it's huge because... Uh, a piece of it is being taught, a piece of it is being inspired, you know, another piece is the prayer that yeah. that is going to inspire another person to be generous. And teach our children generosity teach through our teaching. actions. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, our children mm-hmm. are watching our every step. They're mm-hmm. watching everything we do. Mm-hmm. They're learning more from our actions than from our words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do as well, it's I truly say. truly important to us. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So they're watching. They're mm-hmm. watching. So, you know, join Kathy who called in from Dunwoody and Alex and Sue who called in from Peachtree Corners. Uh, Fred, who called in from Marietta, and uh, Bruce, who called in from Marietta, and John and Arian, who called in from Sandy Springs. They're joining this fight, this good fight. Are you going to fight the good fight? Well, we want to. So why don't you join us in this good fight by calling 470-508-1160 or giving online at thequestatlanta.com. We want you to live courageously and love heroically all around. And we've been talking about saints all day, and saints are living. Saints are a living example in heaven for us of people who have lived courageously and loved heroically. Um, who is your favorite saint, June? Well, I would have to say my favorite. Oh, it's it's hard to no. choose. <laughs> oh my god! I promised myself I wouldn't ask oh anybody that question. Oh my gosh, so that's a hard one. Um, <laughs> Okay, I have a I have, a, favorite, I have a, an overall. I, yeah. I'm going to have to say Saint Saint Francis yeah. overall, yeah. but there are so many saints that have been a part of my life, and and honestly, like I had one daughter that had an autoimmune condition. We prayed to Saint Bernadette for. We went to Lords. Oh. After we went to Lords, the whole condition changed. Wow. I mean, so you know, we've had you know real clear. Um, um, responses from saints you know for different issues and I, so it's hard to say which is a favorite but um but i would have to say i guess my overall and but my new favorite is saint 
Saint Charbel. Oh wow! You know, yeah. he, he's when I say new, new yeah, in yeah. terms of, you know, at my age, recent. Yeah, new. So, I was thinking about Saint Nicholas earlier when you were talking about Arianism. Yes, and yeah. uh, and his and, striking Arius. Yes, I love exactly. that story. Yeah. Exactly, it's such a good one. I I I always felt like um, Saint Nicholas is calling all of us to generosity, um, not just at Christmas time, but um, throughout the year. And 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 when I have needed something, so we don't do Santa in our in our house. Um, we do. Uh, we just we just don't do Santa in our house. But my kids really wanted to believe in Santa, and so I used to pray. I tell them, okay, you can pray to Saint Nicholas and and uh, ask for the present that you want, and you know, hopefully, we'll be inspired to give it. Saint Nicholas was so generous, um, especially to the poor, um, and and we can live. We can ask for Saint Nicholas's intercession for the quest right now. I think absolutely. Mm-hmm. Give us a call as you make that prayer to Saint Nicholas. Four seven zero five zero eight one one six zero. Say, hey, Saint Nicholas, what would you like me to do this hour? And That's Holy right. Spirit, throw up a prayer to the Holy Spirit too. Great, wonderful saints we have. They are our models. Uh, what's the? They're heroes for all time. They are just our models for living this life. And we need to continue to spread this good good word. Again, we do have another thousand dollars to be matched this hour. We did we did receive a thousand dollars since I announced that. So another thousand dollars, dollar for dollar, is going to be a match for this next three minutes. Oh, three you don't have any time, people. Call four seven zero five zero eight one one six zero, or give online at thequestatlanta.com. For the next three minutes, dollar for dollar match for any dollar that you donate right now. Let's see, St. Catherine's people, I know you're out there. Call in St. Jude people, um, St. Joseph Maronite, please call in and support the quest because we can't do this alone. We can't um, evangelize individually um, as much as we can evangelize as a group, as a, as a body of Christ on earth. We are the church militant and we need um, your help. We need the soldiers out there to um, support the quest in Atlanta, the story that um, Carol told earlier to bring the quest to Atlanta was truly a divine inspiration. And if God wants it, it's going to be here, which means he, if you're listening right now, he is probably asking for your help. Um, So please look into your hearts and and consider uh, what you can do. 470-508-1160 or online thequestatlanta.com. June, we just have a minute left. Uh, Any final words you'd like to share with the listeners? Um. No, I'd just like to share a couple favorite Bible verses, Okay, if that's all right. Um, I always like to keep in mind um, these just throughout all the ups and downs of life. Um, they're two of my favorites. One is uh, John 1, verse 5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Mm. And uh, as Christians, we always have hope. Amen. Um, you know, Christ is the light, and he's always going to be there for us, no matter how dark it gets. And the other, for me, um, just when God's called me to do things that I know I can't do, but he does, I always pray Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart, on your own intelligence, rely not. Amen. In all your ways, be mindful of him, and he will make straight your path. Amen. Thank you, June, so much. Folks, four seven zero five zero eight one one six zero. Carissa, thank you for being with here Thanks this couple of hours. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, folks, we got to step you. away for legal ID. 470-508-1160 or thequestatlanta.com. You are listening to AM 1160 WCFO East Point Atlanta, The Quest.